Hello, hello, and welcome to the Women in Strength podcast. My name is Ro, and I'm your host around here. I'm freaking excited to have you join me so that we can talk all things business. Now, we're going to be breaking into topics, some really juicy conversations from things like systems, strategies, all of these foundation pieces that will really make sure you have a sustainable and thriving business. And we're going to sprinkle it and mash it up with real talk, conversations, topics, and things that we all experience as business owners. But quite frankly, I think we need to share a lot more of. So strap in. Things are going to get a bit spicy around here. I'm going to be opening up into topics that, you know, they might make you feel a little bit uncomfortable. But the idea is for us to build fucking amazing businesses. Let's go. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Women in Strength podcast. My name is Ro, and I am so ready to spit some fucking truth on this podcast. Um, and I'm, uh, yeah, I feel particularly, oh, I don't know, G'd up to record this one. Um, it's like 20, 24th of Jan, 2023, and I re- I've, I've got a note. Um, I wrote some thoughts on my notepad on my phone. And I wrote this about a week ago, so these thoughts have just been kind of sitting there and and brewing as I'm seeing a lot of things starting in the new year. Um, and as I've welcomed on um, some new people into my world in terms of business mentoring, um, I'm starting to see where a lot of these mentees kind of fit. And I wanted to do a, an episode about this because I think that it's going to be a really big, uh, insightful piece that will likely raise some reflection, some resonating points, definitely some identification of where you might be. And this episode is all about four types of scenarios that I see in the business world, uh, in obviously the fitness business world. Um, And this is where I see common problems coming up in these type of four scenarios. So I'm going to talk about them today and really giving you some tidbits on seeing this stuff before it comes up and helping you to navigate this fucking time because this is the shit on repeat that I see. So yeah, it's a big, big juicy one. But before we get into that, um, I think it might just be a bit of a 411 to catch up. You know, keep you in the deets of where we're at. Um, where are we? Like third week into January. It's been pretty much all systems go in terms of my businesses. I've welcomed a heap of new mentees into my world um, with programs and things like that. And it's been very refreshing. Um, it's really nice to to welcome new business owners and and start to figure out where they're at and what's their vibe and I I just fucking love it. So I got lots of cool people that I'm working with in that space right now. Um, as far as the gym goes, we are yeah we're feet down and we're we're gunning it. Um, I've actually as of last week I have taken myself out of more being face-to-face present in the gym um, because I'm getting to the pointy end of the stick of my pregnancy. I'm almost 37 weeks, so um, really anything could be happening in the next kind of, you know, one to three weeks really. Um, and I'm just hunkering down at home and, and you know, lying down when I need to and, and taking time when I need to. And I feel very like very grateful um, that I've built a business that allows me to have that space um, because my business functions without me. And it's a very different space to when I had my first baby. So um, Lexi, my daughter, she's almost five and a half. So, you know, we're a good five and a half 
year gap. Um, and when I was pregnant the first time, I was preparing to open my gym for the first time. So um, I opened HQ. So our first facility, like six months pregnant. Um, and then that first year of being a mum and a gym owner was all kind of merged together. Um, it was very different to where we stand now in terms of just so many factors as a business owner, as a person, as a family. Um, you know, first year of gym ownership for anyone that's done it is a fucking shit show um, in all the good and bad ways. And I was navigating that. Um, and we are now, you know, five and a half years on and we're in our new facility now. We've been there for a year already, which is mind blowing to me that it's already been over a year. Um, and we're in just a different financial position, a different team perspective. We have, gosh, our community is much bigger. Our facility is just fucking next level. Um, and that also means, you know, what we're dealing with on paper in terms of finances and financial health and all that kind of stuff. It's a, it's a bigger, it's a bigger, beautiful beast to handle. So, um, I feel so much more equipped this time in terms of being settled. Like I've had an extra five and a half years to figure out, um, so many elements of business and my, like I say, my business functions without me. So um, I've got really good people on my side and, and really good people that are building building the brand and building the vision with me. And yeah, like it's just, it's just so wonderful that I can still do what I need to do. Um, I'm definitely still working. Um, I had like actually went in today face to face. I had a couple of meetings and um, that kind of stuff, but I'm not going in for the rest of the week. And yeah, like, you know, I'm correspondence online. I've got space to kind of sit and chill if I need to and have a nap. But um, like my, I know, like I love being a mum, but I fucking love being a business owner too. So I'm going to do what work I want to do and I'm going to take the rest that I want to take. So that's kind of where we're at. So I don't think I have any other updates for you at this stage around that area of my life, but I'm sure over the next coming weeks, um, you know, we're going to go from a family of three people to four, which is fucking wild to think about. But we're going to keep serving. We're going to keep recording content. And actually, this is one big thing that's coming up um, is I've got so many fucking ideas. Like I've got so many thoughts that are coming through. And I definitely know that's because I'm at home and, you know, white space is opening up. Um, content's dropping through, lots of new offerings are coming this year, had a really cool meeting today about some new programs that are going to be doing, um, so yeah, just fucking excited really. So let's get into this uh, podcast episode and let's start to uncrack these four scenarios that I see. So it kind of follows like a lifespan of a coach in the industry and it's not really that it's time dependent. So the, the different scenarios or the different yeah, lifespan or life areas that I'm going to talk about, it's not like it's all oh, one to two years, two to three years, etc. Time is not the factor here. You know, you can be uh, building your own, your own time frame in terms of your business growth, but these are the levels that I basically see. So I'm going to talk about, I'll talk, I'll talk about the four different scenarios, four different levels first, and then we'll start to unpack each one. So what I'm common, like what I commonly see, and I've been working in the mentoring space since 2000 and gosh, what are we now? 2023, like 19. Yeah. 2019. So I've been in the industry since 2013, um, you know, doing my thing. And then we, and then I got into the mentoring space in 2019 
And this is just, I see these fucking, these areas all the time. So the first one that I see is coaches really knuckling down. And I would classify this as scenario or level one as working to get to capacity. And that could be in the first six months if that's how long it takes you, but it could be in the first two years. So that's the first kind of level or the first set of problems that I see with coaches is the problem being that they're not at capacity and that's the level that they're chasing. The next level that I start to see is coaches then at capacity and they then get to a point where they're like, oh, I got to capacity, but I didn't do what I needed to do to keep my business tidy, to keep my business organized. And the second level is like a cleaning up period. It's a big fucking cleanup period of back end, front end, um, and starting to really figure out what's happening with their finances, what's happening with you know, just being more of a fucking savvy business owner. So that's the second level that I see. Um, and then the third level that I start to see with coaches and business owners is the the first level of expansion. Well, not the first level expansion, but a level of expansion. So that's that can look any way. That might be moving from, you know, six figures to multiple six figures, or that might be moving to the first six figures. That might be hiring coaches. That might be delegating work out. That might be um, introducing new offerings into their business once they're fully booked. It's just a, a level up of what they want to do that is relevant to them. So expansion does not have to mean more people. Let's not get confused that expansion means just hiring, Um, but it's expanding the current business with whatever way feels appropriate. So that's kind of like the third level that I see um, with a set of problems, which we'll talk about. And then the last level that I see that poses a whole fucking big, huge set of problems is it's kind of like coaches and business owners then start to implode on themselves on the fourth level. Um, And it's almost like they go backwards and it's kind of like a cycle that I see. So yeah, now that I've dropped through those four levels, four scenarios, we're going to start to get into each one in more detail. So first set of problems that I see um, or first focus that I see is business owners very much wanting to get to capacity. Um, So, you know, the, the problems that they're facing is that they are having issues with lead generation, issues with selling, um, just, you know, really, really wanting to focus on getting fully booked. In that kind of, in this first scenario, in this first level, I will see coaches chart like prices are all off. Um, I'll see some messy stuff happening with the onboarding process. I'll definitely see some really shit sales skills. And another thing that I'll really see is some really just crappy branding, crappy like position of where they are on socials. There's just a lot of things that are happening that are like at infancy, which if you think about it, the business is at infancy. So it makes sense that we start to see some of those things, especially when it comes to lead generation, sales, branding, um, onboarding, et cetera, et cetera, because I mean, I don't know about you guys, but it's such a common theme that you just do not get taught any of that kind of stuff when you do your certification. Um, And even now, you know, certification and and options for your education to get into the industry are definitely better. Um, You know, even if you've got quote unquote business modules in these certifications or these courses that you do, they're still very fucking limited. So 
that's like, that's the first issue and the first set of problems is that um, coaches, business owners will really be vying and really be pushing to get to capacity. And I see them doing the following things. I see them, you know, got a social media page, um, popping out posts, really getting stressed out about socials, not sure where to send the efforts in terms of their socials. Like the problems that they get screwed up on is like, what should I be posting? Um, I don't want to sound too salesy. Um, like how do I get my message across? How do I stand out online? Like all of that kind of stuff. And that very much impacts lead generation. And we know that whether you're an online coach or not, you know, Instagram and and the social platforms are just huge for our industry. And so many people will go to those platforms to really look at our businesses, whether you're a face-to-face coach or online. And that's like a shop front, right? And so if people are going to your pages and it's just really lackluster and there's no cohesiveness, no consistency, no brand messaging, no nothing, you can be putting out frequency of content, but it could really be crap, to be honest. So I just see a lot of issues with people understanding how to lead generate and generate well. And not just lead generation, because you could generate leads and have a bucket ton of leads coming into your business, but not know what to fucking do with them when they come in, e.g. selling and holding a fucking conversation. Um, And this is a really big thing that I hear from business owners. I don't tend to work with people that are working to get to capacity. Um, I definitely tend to work with business owners that are kind of more level two, scenario two, three, four. Um, and in this kind of first scenario, it's like, they just do not know how to handle, not handle objections, but like, don't know how to handle a conversation. Don't know how to make someone feel comfortable. Don't know how to stand next to their offerings with fucking conviction and like engage in selling in a way that feels like fucking good. There's this notion of selling being sleazy and the selling being pushy and all this kind of shit. Um, but sales is far fucking from that. And that's a big, big thing is that alongside that lead generation, I just see so many coaches not grow and not get to capacity because they have no sales skills, no conversational skills, no interpersonal skills. Um, and they just can't, they can't launch shit. They don't know how to get the offerings out there. And then ultimately, you know, business, especially in the health and fitness industry, we do all this because we love our work. But if you can't sell your offerings, you don't have a fucking business. So that's the biggest, that's like scenario one is getting to capacity. Um, And I think people forget that like, there's more ways to do it than just social media. If you're an online coach and you're an online business, then ding, 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 you should be playing obviously in the online platforms. We're talking Instagram, TikTok, if that's appropriate for you. Um, You know, website, whatever fucking platforms uh, you you like to utilize yourself and you know your audience are going to be involved in. Um, but you need to be fucking consistent on those platforms. And if you're a face-to-face coach, like I just hear so many things happening of people that are face-to-face just not fucking spending time at the gym or not just saying hello to people on the floor, like getting in, doing their sessions and fucking off because they don't want to be there. Like, babes, if you want your face to be known in a face-to-face gym, like if you think about a commercial gym, you're usually going to have a couple of thousand members that are, 
you know, signed up at that gym and that's your fucking member base. Um, that's not to say that you don't need to spend efforts on social media. Absolutely. But gosh, if you're there and people see you, they see what you're up to, they see your awesome clients, like we need to be showing our face. And, you know, when you're training, not just putting headphones in and zoning out. And I know, you know, training is our time and all that kind of shit, but be fucking approachable, honestly. So that's the first level is like getting to capacity. So if you're a coach that is at that level of their business, whether you're six months in, two years in, three years in, and you're still fucking struggling, you definitely want to be having a look at areas of your business like brand versus brand identity. Um, you know, how if someone were to go onto your brand page, um, your business page, like, is it giving a cohesive message? What would be the three words that would describe your business? Um, do people get a really good feel of like what you stand for and what you stand against? Are you cohesive and consistent with what you're fucking putting out there? And all of that kind of stuff, honestly, is so, so fucking important because regardless if you're face-to-face or online, like I said, people are going to land on that as social proof, especially our industry. It's very visual. It's very catchy. They're going to basically go there. So I'd be definitely spending your efforts on um, not just socials, that's that's the execution that you're focusing on, but it's focusing on brand, branding, brand identity. Um, and then also looking at how you fucking lead generate. So, you know, like for us, our lead generation, we know, like we track this shit. We've been tracking this shit since 2016, 17. Um, and we know the the lead generation sources that are our most popular. We know how many leads come through on average every single month. We know our conversion rate. We know all this kind of stuff. So we know that Instagram is just such a beautiful platform for us and we fucking love it because we can connect with so many women. So we spend a lot of time and effort there and we spend a lot of attention making that platform fucking dope because that's how we grow our, that's how we grow the business. So it's knowing what different lead generation sources are available to you and then tracking shit so you can see where it's coming from and then double down, man, double down on these, on these sources that you know are giving you the positive result. So that's your lead generation focus. And then do not just focus on fucking lead generation without having a look at your sales skills and how you launch shit. Um, you know, launching and how you talk about your offerings, how you get up on stories and how you like describe what you're offering. That shit matters and people can fucking feel through it, man. So that's, that's, those are the biggest areas for if your major problem in the scenario that you're living in is getting to capacity. You've got some fucking work to do, honestly. And like, like I said, time is not, time is not the limiting factor you know, I see coaches book out within fucking three to six months. And then I also see coaches still not booked at fucking four to five years. Um, but I see the same themes and the same areas that they're not tackling that's holding them back. So don't, you know, don't be someone that sits idle and sits on their fucking hands and expects leads to be given to them if they're in a commercial gym or expects people to drop through on DMs because you do a couple of posts a month. That ain't it, man. Like get your shit up get your message up, really stand by your brand and your business and make leads come in for you. Make your books full because one, you know how to put your shit out there, but also two, another caveat here is like 
be a good fucking coach and be a service that people want to come, like, first of all, sign up for and then come back to. So that's the the first kind of level. And that's some some truth bombs I'm slamming at you is honestly, if you're still not at capacity, and I'm not saying if you're like super, super fucking green, like it's, it's really common if you're six months in to not be fully booked. So don't think that you have to be fully booked in six months time. Right. But what I'm saying is like the world is your fucking oyster and our industry is, it's just so many opportunities. So you can create fuck. And I see it, man. Like you can create a six figure business in the first 12 months. And like, I'm not, I hate those kind of claims and I hate throwing shit like that out there. But I work with people like that. Um, I work with people that can supercharge their shit because they just, they want to get pedal to the middle. So, um, you know, the more that you can go and go and commit to what you're doing, you can change, you can create the trajectory of your business that you fucking want. Okay. Now the second level, second scenarios that I see is once someone's got to capacity, um, shit is just a bit messy. (laughs) Now that's not to say that as you're working to capacity, um, throw caution to the wind and don't track and all that kind of stuff. Like, you know, my advice to you as a business mentor is to have some basic tracking sheets, some financial tracking sheets, money in, money out, um, tracking your leads, tracking, you know, conversion rate, tracking retention, tracking all that kind of stuff, having a really clean onboarding um, into your business for that first portion where you're really pushing to capacity. But I, I, you know, you don't need to have, sorry, I've got hiccups, fucking third trimester shit. Um, you don't need to have a shit ton lot of systems and a shit ton lot of stuff in that first six you know, six to 12 months. Um, this is me not advocating and saying you don't need anything. You know, for those of you guys that listen to my stuff, I'm all about having your foundation set up, but don't think that you have to have your shit absolutely airtight. Um, you know, like a business like mine that is servicing multiple salaries, servicing, you know, a high client, a high client number, a really, a much bigger community. Um, but you still want to have your basics in place. And so the second level that I do see is people just like, they'll get to capacity and it's like, oh, like it feels, it feels like a slog. Okay. So the reason I'm bringing these levels up and the reason we're talking about these four scenarios is to be aware of what can happen if you do not have your mind in the game, your finger on the pulse, and you preempt the shit. So you don't want to get to second the second level and be like, I'm at full capacity, but I fucking resent my clients, I resent my business, and I am buried. Um, and the way that you can avoid that is by having tracking sheets in place, is by tracking finances, leads, money in, money out, tax, money management, onboarding, um, you know, ongoing programming and chickens. Like that's just throwing four to five really fucking easy things that you need to have in your business that will allow you, um, to not feel like a loose fucking cannon and not feel like your shit is all slapped over the wall. So this is what I will see when people are in pursuit of getting to capacity is they'll just go, you know what? I can just, um, write that welcome email and I can just, um, you know, go ahead and uh, just slap it all together. 
writing emails, responding, but that stuff all takes time. And that's why you want to have templated emails, templated onboarding, templated welcome emails, templated um, consultation emails, all that kind of shit to make your life fucking easier. Because the thing is like when you get to capacity, right, let's just put it out there as well. That capacity is definitely personal. So you could be a business owner that capacity for you is 20, 25 clients, or you could be a capacity that's more 35 to 40 clients. Like that's up to you to determine. Um, But to be completely frank with you, if you're at capacity, let's just say you're at 15 to 20 clients and you are fucking stressed out, you're unable to put socials up and you're feeling like the pinch of time some shit is off, man. Like you should not be feeling like that. If you've got, you know, 15 to 20 clients, even if it's a high service level, um, there's some stuff that is just needs some attention. And that might be your service level as a whole. You might be over delivering. In fact, um, you know, that might be that, yeah, you're spending far too much time being available to your clients and therefore your socials are getting um, the time that you'd use for socials and the creativity that you need is getting chewed up. Um, you're not tracking any of your admin stuff. Like we need to have a, we really need to have a look at what's happening there. So don't be that business owner that just leaves everything and you get to level two and you find yourself resenting your business and that's when you're potentially like, fuck this, can I actually maintain this for the rest of my life? And I remember getting to level two. Um, it was about three years in for me. I got to capacity before that, but you can kind of ride with it, right? So I remember 2015, 16, I was running, you know, back then we, we ran 30-minute sessions, which is like fucking weird when you think about it. Um, I literally could get nothing done now if I were to do a 30-minute session. Um, and it was just running session, 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 making really good bank. But like, it gets to a point where you're like having to do not only all those sessions, um, and then you've got your admin stuff and your client comms and et cetera, et cetera. And it just gets to a point of burnout. So your, your level two, your scenario two, where you have to clean up shit is that's usually accompanied with burnout, stress, and resentment. And we don't want to be those business owners. Um, and, and I'm going to be completely straight up with you now. Like I'm saying this to you and saying, don't fucking let yourself get there. But there is also going to be many business owners that don't fucking listen. And that push themselves and bury themselves into a hole because the money is fucking lucrative, like straight fucking up. But you need to be mindful and have enough awareness to maybe not sign an extra five clients so that you can have some time to work on your business and set up the shit so that you don't reach burnout. Um, and like I said, 2015, 16, I got to that point and I was like, I just don't think I can fucking do this anymore. And that's when I made a really big decision to be like, some shit needs to change because I love this industry and I want to stay here, but I cannot function running fucking 50 sessions a week, nor do I want to function. Um, and that's when I really decided to tidy stuff up and get ready for expansion, which leads into the next um, level of what I see in the next set of problems. So if we just kind of clean up the second second set of problems we see is resentment, burnout, pushing to capacity, sometimes over capacity um, and jeopardizing the time of working in the business with clients versus the working on the business. Um, and that just gets to that level where you're like, something's going to break and that something is going to be me. So therefore I've got to take a step back or a sidestep. 
um, and work on cleaning the stuff up so that we can move past that level two. Okay. And then this is what I see as the next kind of level, next scenario is I'll see people then move into expansion. And this is when they'll have been in the process of tidying stuff up. Um, they'll be in the process of like, this is not, this is not it. And I don't want to live a life like this. And so they'll start to get, you know, a head, head on their shoulders, really. They'll start to take the time to, you know, have an afternoon off on a Friday to do their books. Um, when a client comes through for a lead, they'll, they'll put them on a wait list. Um, at this point, usually coaches would have taken their prices up. So it means that, they can either not sign as many clients um, and open up some time for themselves, or they might start to diversify their offerings and do things like group models or app-based programs or something like that. So they can still have their revenue growing, um, but without having to expend more time. So this is when it leads into that expansion of going, you know what, like what is next for me? And it might be, like I said, these leveraging type things It might be hiring stuff. Um, it might be opening a gym, it might be starting an app, it might be having a program of some sort that allows a one-to-many approach as opposed to a one-to-one. Um, and that's typically what I see. And that's not to say that you have to do a one-to-many approach. Like you might be a, a business owner that just really, really enjoys a one-to-one model and all power to you, baby. Like you go and do that. But I definitely see when people get to this expansion phase and they're, you know, like I said at the start, it's not about time, but you know, if you're getting five, six years into the industry and you're just doing one-to-one and you're kind of uh, not churning sessions, but you're doing the same thing over and over, you kind of get to a point where you're like, what else can I do in this industry? Like what else is interesting to me? Um, and I'll start to see some really cool model options and leverage options happen here. So whether it is a semi-private model, if you're face-to-face, um, whether it's you know some sort of group model face-to-face, um, whether it's also including some sort of online option if you are still face-to-face. And we're starting to see that over the last two, especially after COVID, right? Like, um, you know, if I use my business as an example, we definitely, like I own a gym, so predominantly face-to-face. But when everyone went through COVID, we had no options but to do online. So we saw um, all of our clients move online, obviously. And we saw this as an industry, especially here in Australia, is that, it's like clients and, and people seeking health and fitness services were like, wow, um, I can definitely see online as an option. And I personally have always had um, online coaching for many, many, many years. And it's the preference of coaching that I like as opposed to face-to-face. And online coaching used to be kind of like set aside for people that are trained before, um, for lots of coaches. But you know, in my business now, we have a lot of clients that might be newer to training um, and they love online coaching. Um, so it gives them flexibility. There's so many options for them. And so that's what can expansion can also be. It might be an incorporating of online plus face-to-face. Um, if you're a full online business, it might be an app-based program or a membership-based program or, um, you know, um, a live-based short short eight-week program or an evergreen-type program. There's just so many fucking options, which is so exciting. Um, or your expansion might be adding more people. So I think it definitely becomes a one-to-many in this, in this level. Um, and then the set of problems that I see associated with that. So that's not a problem. Expansion is fucking exciting. But I see problems that people often will try and expand too early e.g. they'll try and hire too early and 
For one, they don't have any hiring protocols in place. They don't have any induction protocols in place. They hire someone, don't know what the fuck they're doing with contracts, fuck this other coach over basically, and we see a turnaround of less than six months of having someone hired. And that's like straight up, that's what I see is that, and also when I say that's what I see, like don't be surprised if your first hires, the lifespan of what you have for your first hire, couple of hires is a bit shorter because guess what? Being a boss, holding space for staff members, having the leadership skills to expand your business in that way, that's a fucking learning curve. So don't, you know, just because I'm saying I see usually six to 12 months for a first couple of hires that you're doing anything bad, like, yeah, you've definitely got some areas to work on, but like, fuck, it's a whole new thing. Like it's so much different to having clients, right? So that's what I'll see is that the coach that is hiring, the business owner that's hiring staff is just not mentally prepared. They're not um, prepared in terms of documents, prepared in terms of obligations. They're really hiring out of state, out of a state of I need. And when they're hiring out of a state of I need, um, they're just not in their best, best fucking leadership state. So that's why, and that's not to say that you're going to avoid that, but I'm saying this now because this is what I fucking see. So if you are wanting to hire, get your shit sorted before you hire. Have your roles and responsibilities. Have your induction protocols. Understand how you're going to bring someone into your business. Make them feel confident and comfortable with them doing, knowing what they need to do and having the tools that they need to execute their job. And then it's also like, what do you need to do so that the community um, that you're bringing them into, e.g. your client base, they the clients also feel comfortable with you bringing another coach in. So there's all that kind of stuff. Um, and I also think that there needs to be a level of like, you're the business owner, you gotta, you gotta like open your shit up as the business owner and be like, fuck me, where am I, where am I really going to be able to lead this new person in my business and where do I need to do some fucking work? Is it my ability to give feedback? Is it my ability to be straight up? Is it my ability to give quote unquote constructive feedback, but also alongside some just fucking straight up tough love? Because honestly, I don't think feedback always has to be constructive. If someone's doing a shit job, shit job, Someone's doing a shit job and they need to know about it, right? But it's like how you approach these type of things. So I think it's a level of like getting prepared for the the staff member that's going to come on and come into your business from them having the tools and then your community aware of that person that's coming in, but also you stopping and like putting the mirror back on yourself and being like, can I fucking do this? Am I in a space to do this? And if you're stressed the fuck out and if you don't have any time to invest in this person, you don't have any resources to invest in this person, e.g. money, time, energy, please don't fucking do it because that that is also a big problem in our industry is that, you know, people that are hiring other coaches to work with them under their business, they're as much a part of the problem of turnover as the industry itself. And that's because there is poor hiring protocols. That's because there's poor induction protocols. And, you know, they're doing a disservice to these coaches that they're hiring. So I would rather you strip clients back and take that time to hold tight while you do what you need to do to set the scene for a hire, basically. Oh my gosh, that became like a real side tangent. Um, and I think there's, as I'm sitting here, I think there's a whole other podcast episode around that, actually. Um, and then also on this like third level around expansion, if 
the foundations are there and you haven't taken the time to clean up, e.g. your tracking sheets, e.g. understand account mat- like money management, where your money's coming and going, um, what's happening with your own expenses and your spending habits and all that kind of shit. Like you can expand by bringing more clients in, by leveraging your time from a one-to-many, by earning more revenue, by bringing staff in. And mate, you could just get completely fucked and wonder, well, where is this all going? Because you do not have your tracking sheets. You avoid your money at all costs. So I see that as another set of problems is that people like, like I said, our industry is fucking opportunities are endless, right? But if you're not prepared to hold that growth and you're not prepared to, uh, yeah, like, like hold it, you'll just fuck yourself. And then it's like, you'll bury yourself even more. So that's what I see in that expansion phase is that people get excited because they're like, I'm here, I'm ready, but they just do not have the foundations in place to support the growth, whether it's from a cleaning your shit up perspective, um, or, uh, a personal perspective and they either can't lead hold space for, for, for more money, the money comes in and it, and it, in, um, and it leaves their business fast enough because their spending habits are shit. Um, yeah, the expansion can really, really test people, okay? And then that moves into the last kind of level that I see, which is business owners fucking themselves. Um, e.g. open a gym, e.g. hire too many people, um, e.g deliver too many offerings, e.g. take on too many clients, e.g. grow to an extent that just puts them back into that buried state, puts them back into that stressed out state. And before they know it, they're earning fuck ton lot of money, but no weekends, can't clock off, resentful, teary, like what is it, what is it all worth kind of stuff, right? And it's kind of like this combustion um, and the amount of fucking gyms that I see that open preemptively in that expansion phase or the amount of coaches that I see that hire preemptively and then it's just like coaches go or gyms close down um, and then we see selling of gyms, we see coaches leaving. Um, you know, the industry is very small, especially here in Australia, and we, you know, we see all these kind of things happen and that's just because they – yeah, like I said, they haven't tidied stuff up. They haven't held space for what they need to do and they just fucking combust. And then what happens is when they combust, they now have a bigger client base. They have more money floating through their business. They have more responsibility. They have more stress. They have more all of these fucking things and they're scrambling. They are scrambling hard going, how am I going to manage these fucking clients? How am I going to manage these? And I say that, that word like that, because that's how they'll come to me. And that's how they'll describe it as like resentful as fuck because they've created this beautiful beast, but they cannot manage it ongoing because uh, it was like this hard and fast of capturing opportunities, right? And then when these things combust, they're like, well, I'm fucked. What am I going to do now? And then we'll see their businesses, clients might have to move on. Um, the coach, the business owner might have to then bring those clients to themselves, take them on. And it's just not sustainable. And so we just see a business combusting and a health and fitness business is all about relationships, service level, community, all this kind of stuff. And it soon enough becomes that that's not it. 
And then we almost see people then revert back and have to then either hire more people, fill spots, you know, take the time to then create systems again, create create foundations to support the expansion. Um, And this is just the life cycle of what I see as a business owner. And it's it's a life cycle of something that I've been through too. That's why I can speak to it because I've lived it. We all kind of live it. Um, but that's why, you know, I'm, I'm, I, 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 this is why I do these episodes. This is why I have these conversations to myself with you guys recording so that you can go, fuck, okay, cool, I see it um, and I'm going to be prepared. But that's not to say that you might not experience it because we can be told, don't put your hand on the fire. Take the time to work on your business. Stop signing so many people and put them on wait lists. But we can all, you know, stomp our feet and not fucking listen, right? But the whole idea of this is you can, you can listen and you can be one step ahead. And this is why we have business mentors. This is why people pay me money to help them with their businesses so they don't make the same mistakes that I do. Um, That doesn't mean they don't experience their own things, but um, you know, you can, you can move through, through these things a little bit faster. You can have these conversations now. We can open a podcast like this, which is valuable as shit so that you can go, fuck, I hear you, Um, I don't want that to happen to me. I don't want to be at level two and I resent my business and think about fucking leaving. So I hope that you can kind of hear these themes and these levels that I see and that I work with. Um, and that I've experienced and start to go, you know what, I, I get it and I can resonate, I'm here or I'm here or yeah, I can see how when I would focus on then that expansion piece, that that's a potential set of problems that I'm, I'm blind to um, and that if I put it on my radar now and I open my lens and zoom my lens out wider, yeah, fuck man, I can get through it and I can move through it and that's why um, my business owners make a fucking, for one, make bank but two, do it in a way that feels super fucking fulfilling and is in alignment with them because they're ready to come to these conversations and they're ready to open their awareness on this kind of stuff. So yeah, these are the four four levels, four scenarios, the trajectory of, I guess, the life cycle of a business owner. Um, and I feel like for me, so, you know, this year, what are we now, January, we, I'm coming up to my 10th year um, in April. And I've been through those levels um, and because I'm very aware of those levels and I mentor through those levels and I help people move move through them, um, yeah, like I just, I feel much wiser as a business owner. I'm good at business because I've experienced it. Um, I learn lessons, I learn skills so that I can impart them onto you. But I'm also not, uh, it's naive of me to not be aware of this stuff because I could do, you know, I could expand into my next level and fuck myself too if I'm not aware of this. And that's why bringing yourself into this awareness state as a business owner and being really fucking honest with how you're feeling, what's going on, um, you know, what's the data showing you, but also what's your gut showing, um, gut, gut telling you. And then catching the stuff early because you do get better at catching it early. You do get better at navigating potential problems that you see because business is, is just that it's a, it's a plethora of problems that come up, but it's also a plethora of opportunities that present themselves. Um, and it's your job as a business owner to see fucking both and, and decide, Oh, what's the potential problem and, and what do I need to sort out now? Um, and am I ready to capture that opportunity? And it's about, pulling the trigger when you need to pull the trigger 
and then peeling back when you need to take a bit of fucking chill time because you can expand all you want, girlfriend, but if you expand and take all these opportunities and you've got a really shaky foundation on that house, that those bricks are just going to fall on over and we don't want that to happen at all, okay? So I hope you enjoyed that. I fucking loved talking about those levels and, and those kind of scenarios actually because um, it's something that, yeah, I'm just – I don't, I don't, I don't know. I was going to say, I was going to say it's something that I'm passionate about, but nah, wrong word. It's, it's something that like, I just like bringing to awareness because there's so many fucking good coaches out there in our industry, especially here in Australia that just fuck themselves and have the opportunity to have really amazing businesses. And they don't because they get tripped up on these scenarios and tripped up on these levels and they just can't push through these levels and yeah they exit the industry so holler out if you need any help um i love this shit you know i i know what it takes to move through these levels i've experienced these levels and this is this is the real deal that we work through every single day so hope that's given you some stuff to think about and um i'll hear from uh, well you'll hear from me on the next episode and i hope you enjoyed that all right team bye